0: You're listening to Skullcrack, Ireland's first and foremost Magic the Gathering podcast. I'm your host, David Wolfe, and I'm joined here by... Caron And Alan. Alright, lads, how are you?
1: Very well. Been uh, playing a lot of Magic, been enjoying sunny weather. Things are things are looking up.
2: Oh. Yep. Um, I was uh, in a Liverpool pub last night, full of Liverpool supporters watching the Liverpool match. Um, a man asked me if I was a Liverpool fan, and I lied and said I was. And then they won the Champions League. I felt terrible.
1: Did the man and then? Did you have to? Uh, did you have to live up to that for the rest of the night? Be really excited about everything to do at Liverpool?
2: Yeah, yeah. It was pretty easy because everyone, everyone else was going mental. Uh, they, they got healthy in like in the like first thirty seconds. Um, and, and scored, and it was just wild, wild, wild shouting and and cheering and stuff all the way through. Um, it's pretty wonderful.
1: That's sort of like worlds for football.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's the the, the high, biggest, biggest, big, the biggest, big, big that a team can win. Big deal.
1: Go on, the lads, the likely lads from Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> I'm just imagining you, Al, in the pub, like like out of the side of your eye, just watching the other the Liverpool supporters around you, and then like. A second later, like doing exactly the same action as another
1: person.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah because people like randomly shout stuff at the screen. And I stand up and say, "That's a football," and then everyone cheers. <laughs>
1: football.
0: Yes, classic. Yeah. Well, I had no notion that there was football on because I was away, and uh, we have to apologise for for no show last week. That was because, as I said, I was away. Uh, I was in it. Which was a lovely place, lovely hotel. But um, yeah, all my recording stuff I was not able to bring with me. So, as I am the one who records the show on my laptop, uh, we couldn't do it. Unfortunate.
2: But we're back. We're back. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: uh, and we have a lot to talk about because a lot has happened in these two weeks. So we have a lot of um, we have a lot of new. Preview cards and I guess the whole set is previewed now. So we'll just be taking our our pick of which ones we like of Modern Horizon. So we'll be talking about that and which cards we like which cards we maybe don't like so much uh, how it might affect the format and We also have a little bit of news on the tournament front. So two new tournaments slash series Have been announced recently. So we'll talk a little bit about that and then I will give a tournament report of the arena let me see if I can remember the correct title of this, the Mythic Championship Qualifier Weekend that I participated in last week, last weekend. So uh, let's kick it off with the tournament news. So two, as I said, two new tournament series have been announced. Uh, one was announced by Wizards and the other one was announced by Red Bull. Uh, we'll kick it off with the, the Wizards one. Uh, both of these have a, a focus on Europe, which is really encouraging to see that uh, Wizards are you know, considering regional specific Tournament series. Um, I mean, it's a shame that both of these are focusing on Europe and no other regions get any love, but hopefully this means that other regions will get that love in the future. I mean, I think America, already like North America, already kind of gets a lot. Like they tend to have more of the Pro Tour, the Championships rather. They, they tend to have a lot of GPs, and of course they have the Star City Game Circuit. So It's nice to see Europe getting a little bit evened out, but hopefully like South America and the Asia Pacific region will get these in the future as well. But uh, yeah, so the the first one is the the European modern series. I won't give full details on it here, but of course I'll link it in the show notes. Uh, Basically it consists of some qualifiers that uh, stores throughout Europe will be running, and then there'll be uh, finals events. And all this is focused on modern. So the qualifier events will be Modern or Modern Horizons sealed, I believe, or Modern Horizons limited. Um, and the finals of these, which the qualifiers qualify you for, will be a mix. So there'll be multi format events, Modern and Modern Horizons draft. Um, and then the winners of those will, uh, although they're regional, so they're like UK, France, Germany, Italy, Spain, Russia, and Poland. And uh, the individual winners, will qualify for the mythic championship um so this is pretty exciting and i am jealous that i'm not in europe to participate in this how are you guys feeling about it are you planning to attend any of these i guess you'll you'll have to go to uh the uk if you qualify through any of the local local um competitions in ireland
1: yeah i'm uh, i'm definitely planning on on playing i presume miles is the same it's kind of a return to Similar events to PPTQs, so uh, the the same stores that are running P- were running PPTQs around the country are getting to run these events. Uh, it seems like most of them are going to be modern rather than limited. I think a lot of players are a bit trepidatious about signing up and, and paying the price to, for like a premium uh, product, sealed, and then possibly top eight draft. Th- those would just be very expensive events. So, but yeah, I'm I'm really happy just the idea of, of traveling around on the weekend again, driving around the country and visiting the different stores for the first time in what eight months or something like that nine months is uh makes me very happy
2: yeah definitely it's a great return um it's, I, i'm immediately uh, more interested in modern metaga- met- metagame now to prepare for this it's been a while since i played modern um my last last time i played modern was at the uh, rpgq where i did not do well um so we're going to try to turn that around here tron is different tron is different now i'd have to catch up what uh, Yeah, definitely excited to see uh this 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 return and uh
0: what's what's new with tron
2: yeah uh, to right. play four turn great creator
0: Oh, yeah.
2: They have this Microsoft 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 Microsoft. Lattice and Cyborg, all that nonsense.
0: You better Um, very quickly.
2: Yeah, I I don't have any Lattices, but I think um, if I just play Currently Great Creator and minus it, maybe people will concede um, before I get it out of my (laughs) Cyborg,
1: if I don't (laughs) own it. the price of Microsoft Lattice now. Oh, it's a lot, isn't it? is not it 60 quid? Like more? $60 or something, yeah. It's insane. God damn it. Is it a Mythic? Yeah. No, I think it's just only one printing, and it was already popular in, like, Commander or whatever. Mm, okay. I think it was Mythic in Battle Bond. Oh, uh, was it? Okay, yeah
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. So that just shows that when you reprint something at Mythic, it barely affects the price. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm going to have to figure out a new modern deck to play as well. Might might be playing some Is It Phoenix or something like that, or we'll see how the new set shakes out, but looks like I'm going to be buying some new modern cards to try it.
0: There will be a bit of a shake-up to modern with this set, although maybe not as much as you might expect with a new set like this, maybe or the spark might ultimately be more um more I don't know the word <laughs>
1: relevant or yeah. impactful I don't know.
0: or have more have more an effect of an effect on the on the metagame. Um but yeah this this tournament series is really cool and I think it could also be like a a precursor to other series like this. Like this is the modern series. Um maybe they'll they'll run it back next year. Or next season or whatever and they'll, they'll continue with that or maybe they'll rotate they might do a modern series a standard series a legacy series whatever uh that would be pretty cool to see
1: yeah that would be awesome i wouldn't wouldn't hold my breath for legacy but uh i'd take it if if it came for yeah um yeah,
2: do you think i'm currently signing up for this uh, red bull thing and to ask you for my dci number and i no longer know my dci number off my heart no it's uh a bad sign uh, yeah. a sign and not fame enough magic that is not good I have to yeah. go to my emails to find it
0: yeah it was exactly the same i did not know mine off by heart when i was signing up um yeah do you think that they decided to do this modern series because modern like i'm, I'm sure they have access to statistics and maybe this means that modern is the most popular format in europe
1: mm. I would say that's probably true, that it is the most popular format in Europe, especially in paper now that Arena is out. I would just have to imagine... Well, actually, I don't know if that's true, that there would have been a drop-off in people playing Paper Standard. Maybe there hasn't been. But I think it's probably more that they just wanted to do something for the modern players since everything recently has been so, you know, Arena-focused and limited-focused. There, there's been pretty much no modern events, right? And and no way he's gone, to, like like I don't think like all the MCQs were standard like the, none of them were modern right so I think it's just to to try and keep modern kind of relevant as a format for those in, in franchise players I would think
2: yeah I think so yeah that, that seems to be the case
0: I mean c- cynically it's also to promote modern wild you know while modern horizons is coming out and move some product but I think it's you know there's there's good meaning behind it as well um, I think it's weird yeah, that, that modern horizons is advertised in the arena client
2: Oh yeah, that was very jarring when I saw it first. I got excited because I thought it would be they're going to release it on Arena, Um, but um, yeah, no, it's uh, clearly not. It's strange. It's
0: very unusual.
1: Yeah, it is. It is pretty weird. Like imagine if you had no idea what it was and you you assumed you know you're coming off Arena and you're like, oh cool, I'll I'll buy some paper product with the new set and get into paper standard, and you know, then you find out you can't play those cards. Yeah. Yeah. If only they could release some kind of standard Masters, that'd be great.
0: Right. What? How? <laughs> what would that be?
2: Would
1: be they call it a, War of the Spark. Yeah, a standard legal set that has some reprints, but mostly new cards, and they're all legal and standard. Yep. Yeah, and they just have an you know,
2: inflated retail price of uh, €12 Euro for a pack.
0: Hmm. I'm not sure if I'm on board with this set, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. Okay. It'll be called. <laughs>
1: I will say I don't get why that why Modern Horizons has this high price tag. It seems like it could have just been normal pack prices. It's, it seems very greedy to me that it's it's priced above that.
0: Yeah, especially when it's
1: yeah, new yeah. cards
0: it's mostly
2: like w- yeah because I suppose like the last time you see w- like sorry on.
0: like will these cards just always be at a higher price because because they're from a premium set like always
2: I don't know it's very weird yeah because. Cause, cause because because have got so many of them, are, because there's so many new cards, it's kind of hard to tell which ones are going to be you know big chase uh, mythics or rares. Like, you know, it's not like um yeah like Modern Masters tree we had. You know, it was very clear with stuff like Tarmogoyf and and Liniano, It was very clear what's uh, you know the cards. That, it's very it's very clear which cards would inflate the price, or which cards justify the price of, of the products. Um yeah, especially Ultra Ultimate Masters was the same. Um, but here it's not so clear why they're more expensive.
0: Yeah. I mean, you could say the same thing about a standard set, but obviously a standard set is at a lower price point. But I assume that just the prices of individual cards will be will be higher in this product purely because it has a higher price point itself. Uh, I, like It's all going to shake out in terms of expected value and things like that, I assume. But yeah, I do think that it, this could very easily have been normal pack price and probably sold better.
1: Yep, totally agree.
0: All right, well, we have another tournament series here that was announced very recently just yesterday i think and um it is sponsored by red bull and it's called red bull untapped um again i'll put the link to this in the show notes and you can sign up anybody can sign up it's uh it's a bit of a strange one it's like kind of convoluted to to read all the rules and things um but basically it is going to consist of both arena and paper play and so you, so you can sign up and there's a, a set number of spots so there's like 256 slots over i think it's four tournaments there's two online and two and two paper and so that's like i guess 1000 a, a 1024 slots all together between all four tournaments and yeah you just apply but there is preference given or spots taken for certain people so there's like 16 mpl players are allowed to attend each event And uh, I think it's how many slots? Like 40, 40 slots. Let me check the FAQ here. Uh, It's something like 40 slots for somebody. Sorry, 34, 34 slots for Twitch streamers with more than 10,000 followers, 40, up to 40 mythic ranked players in Magic the Gathering Arena and minimum 100 players from Europe. So if you are a European Magic player, you should definitely try to sign up for this because they are kind of specifically selecting Europeans. And airfare is awarded from these. Uh, of course, there are there arena are ones as well. So I don't think there's any airfare for those. Well, I'm not sure, actually. There might be. There might be. Um, and yeah, the two paper ones are in Italy and Belgium. Uh, yeah, it's very strange. And then, like, obviously, whatever remaining slots are there will be allocated randomly. And yeah, it's pretty decent pretty decent prize pool for these. I think it's $10,000 total for the, for each arena qualifier and 60,000 for the paper qualifiers. And then if you, if you get through uh, those qualifiers, you will earn a spot in the final, and which is also a pool of 60,000, $60,000. And the, I think it's the top eight of the final will get, uh, will get into a mythic championship as well, become qualified for a mythic championship. So very, very strange tournament, uh, hard to understand. Well, a little bit, it, it took me a while to read through all the, all the requirements. And yeah, if you want to sign up, you need to have like your DCI number. You need to have uh, a face it account, which I wasn't entirely sure what that was until recently. And you can also do things such as put in your, uh, Twitch username or account. And if you have over 10,000 followers, you will. Very quickly get accepted to this tournament. Obviously, they want eyes on the tournament. But yeah, I think it's it's good. It's a good start, and it's nice to have outside sponsorship in the game. But I don't know the reserved spots for Twitch streamers with more than ten thousand followers kind of feels bad to me. And also, the MPL players getting in for free seems bad to me. It kind of seems like an open series event, but then there's MPL players in it. I don't know. It's weird. Um, and then yeah, I don't know. Very strange. What do you guys think about this?
1: Um, I mean, they're putting on a free tournament that you know, with this huge prize, square for them to uh, to stack it a little bit in a way that'll get them PR with with big Twitch streamers and MPL players and everything involved. I think you can't really fault them for that when when you know it's free to, to apply to enter this tournament.
2: Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, yeah, no, it's like they say, it's uh, free real estate, it's, uh, free EV to apply. Um, I'm I'm in the process of applying now. Actually, as well while, as kind the form while he was talking. Um, so how many how many Twitch streamers do we have? Twitch followers do we have,
1: Roderick? I had 38. Uh, oh, on the Skullcrack account, I don't know. My personal account, I had 38 followers, so I put that in. For the last. Oh, wow. <laughs> Class. <laughs> I kind of, I'll buy one up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I hit Mythic um, just before the end of last season as well, so I was able to... Honestly, tick that box saying I was mythic ranked as well. But I imagine most people who apply are just going to tick that box, so I doubt it'll make a difference.
2: I know. Yeah, I was considering that. Um, I've I've gone as high as diamond one, uh, so not not quite there. Um, I might read through the terms and conditions to see if there is any um, any mention of of this particular box, and if they can check or if they can verify that I'm not mythic. But
1: I doubt they can. i are mean, not working I, on it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Of uh, course, I would never suggest that someone take that box if they're if they're not mythic. You know the honor system and all that.
2: Yeah, exactly. I some trophies are Magic Online. that's a uh, that's basically mythic.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you have th- three or more vintage cube trophies, then you get to take the box.
2: Yeah, if you get like the the, the mythic avatar, um, is that what it is. Yeah, the, the mythic avatar, av- the reward avatar, um, that carries over.
1: I never got one of those.
2: Oh, but mythic is very hard to get. Uh, I I get silver consistently, but um, see, it's a lot of trophies you need. I think it was like ten. I, mean, I keep on saying it was, as if it's, <laughs> it's still there, obviously. Um, I think it's like a, uh, three trophies for silver, five for gold, and uh, uh, ten for Mythic Like in a standard season. So it's a long time, but um, yeah.
0: That is a fair few. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people were saying that the tournament organizers didn't necessarily understand Mythic and like how it works or like the ranking system in the game. Because, it, yeah, it was just a box to tick that said, uh, I am Mythic ranked. And this the the entry for this tournament went up on the first of June, so it was like the day after the reset. So literally nobody is mythic ranked on that day. And Now the it's open for ten days, so I guess you can just wait until you're mythic and then take it. But I the way when I read it first, I interpreted it as like, have you ever been mythic? Now yeah, yeah so. look at it. It kind of I was like, oh no, actually it doesn't really say that at all but I just ticked it anyway. I'm not mythic right now, but I have been in all the other seasons.
2: Well, it's clearly written in the present tense, so uh, you are lying then. So you have lied, David <laughs> Wolf. <laughs> True. God oh, damn it. We're dq My apologies. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah it seems like it's, it's, they don't fully understand what, what it means. It's not, it's, a, it's not a constant thing that you have to be mythic ranked or not mythic ranked.
0: Well, it is for some people.
2: Oh, uh, God, I... I I feel like it's going to be a, a long-running joke until I make mythic. <laughs> I was very close, guys. Okay. Um, this month, I was. Al. Oh, Sorry. This month has to be the month. Has to be the month. Yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I um, uh, I was playing. Uh, yeah, I was playing monorail, and I was doing very, very well. Uh, then I think I was like, I was won like a whole lot of matches in a row. I got up to, yeah, got, got up to diamond four, and it's getting pretty late. I was like, all right, I'll just come back tomorrow, um, and and finish this off. Uh, and then so the, it's like as if the meta had shifted. Uh, so over the course of those 24 hours, when I sat back down again, uh, I found it far more difficult um, to take wins.
0: So you're up to. Is it now that you're up to diamond?
2: No, no, that, that was. I, I finished. I, I think I finished maybe diamond three, diamond two. Ah. Um, I, the, the last few days of the season, I was kind of bouncing around diamond. Okay. And uh, now I'm back down to gold. Mm-hmm. Back down to playing against. Then down back in the scrubland.
0: <laughs> but do, do you encounter anybody who, like, obviously was at mythic because like i know like playing playing in platinum on the first day of the reset you're obviously you're playing against everyone else who who was mythic last season so do you do you think you're playing against anybody who who was mythic uh, obviously not the last season but maybe the season before or you're, are you playing guns against um, Is what i'm asking here
2: <laughs> yeah uh, maybe not no I, I i've well so far i to see people make mistakes like um you know, do something game life with also it's about feels like a little this phase. Um, well, I, did, I did see a player with um sleeves from the uh you no know, special sleeves you get from the the mythic qualifier weekend yeah so like why I, I played against someone you know, who had those those sleeves um so yeah presumably yeah, there are some good players in here okay apart from me
0: <laughs> well which uh which kind of red Bull untapped tournament are you applying for the arena one or one of the paper ones
1: I applied for the arena one it just seems like, I don't know I've just seems like less bother to be honest
2: yeah 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 i did the same we're doing the same um, i'm going to sit my conscience for a little while i i'm going to take this box but uh or how could it justify this box but well, yeah i'll apply for uh one of the mythic ones or we have one of the uh, arena ones
0: all right all right well hopefully we all get that uh maybe uh this podcast what does that count as twitch followers i guess not we should yeah, ask, maybe yeah uh, we should we should ask a community with our hundreds yeah. of consistent listeners every week now it's less than 100 <laughs> All right, so that's uh, that's the two new tournament series in Europe. It's pretty exciting, interesting to see some different directions being taken, some some new enterprises underway, and hopefully we see more of that in the future.
1: Yeah,
2: definitely. Yeah, I decided, fuck it, we're going to. will set up a Skullcrack Twitch um, channel and um, perhaps stream. Like I guess I said it. We got to commit to it. Um, I, I don't mind streaming every now and then. I can edit. I don't know how to do it, but uh, if you want, to will figure it out. We can edit, yeah we could edit we can edit out the podcast so um, yeah maybe we'll maybe
0: we'll oh, I'm, I'm gonna leave it in to make sure that you do it bollocks <laughs> but yeah uh, yeah I think that's a good idea do, do, do we already have a Skullcrack Twitch account I don't even know
1: I think we might have one that we've never used
0: hmm okay
1: probably yeah
0: well let's remedy that I guess alright well I'll leave that to you guys because I don't don't really have a setup for streaming here but uh, yeah <laughs> coming to a Twitch channel near you soon Skullcrack um, all right, will we talk a little bit more about Modern Horizon. This time, not talking about the implications or the economics of the set, but rather talking about the cards.
2: Well, oh boy, are there some cards.
0: <laughs> there are many, many cards, I would say. There's roughly 250 cards, something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, this this set, it kind of came out a couple of weeks before it that it it was basically Time Spiral 2 or Future Sight 2 or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, not Time Spiral, Future future Sight, I guess. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, a, a weird set with a bunch of mechanics and loads of new cards that are, like, lovingly designed and references to other things. And we kind of saw that with the preview card, Cabal Therapist. We've ha- we, there's Actually, there's a few cards in the set that are, like, slight tweaks on names of, of other things uh, that I like a lot. Like, we have a whole cycle of forces. Uh, we have a new charm. We have a giver of runes instead of mother of runes. Um, yeah, it's a very cool set. Lots of cool stuff in it. I really enjoyed looking at all the cards, but overall, I actually don't think the power level is that amazing. And a lot of these cards probably won't see play in modern.
2: Yeah, I agree. I yeah. think. Um, yeah, sorry, go ahead, Ollie. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I agree. It's like um, I kind of feel like the direction they took with a lot of, lot of cards is just kind of having watered down versions of the legacy cards, uh, which. I think it's not really an approach. You know, it's like a slightly worse Force of Will or a slightly worse Water Runes. Um, that has you know the best part about those cards removed from them. Um, you know, won't necessarily play. You know, if it's if something's eighty percent worse than Force of Will, it's no longer Force of Will and no longer does no longer plays the role Force of Will plays uh, in the Legacy format. Um, yeah, same with yeah, like Subrithic of therapists Therapist. Um, so it's yeah, no, it, it, I, I, I could be surprised. Um, it's kind of hard to see where some of these cards slot, like for well not for, for it's hard to see how a lot of these cards slot into existing archetypes. Uh, it could be we see new archetypes emerge, but I mean, obviously the power level of modern is, is already very very high.
1: Yeah, they definitely uh, erred on the side of caution for this set. They like there's a lot of cool designs and stuff in there. A lot of stuff that commander players are going to be re- are going to really like, and I'm sure there is a lot of stuff that's going to see play in modern. But it's definitely not going to turn the metagame you know upside down, up on its head, or anything like that. Like even the most powerful cards like uh like giver of runes for example like that seems like obvious that that's going to see play on creature decks but even looking at it you're like yeah that's not going to be busted or whatever you know pretty fair card still
2: yeah cause i guess like when mother rune when mother runes comes into play like when you only have that tiny window uh while it has some to stick to remove it um i think like giver of runes it's going to be it's, it's going to play out more like um uh like selfless spirit so that kind of thing where it's you just have to kill this creature first before you can kill another creature. But uh, it, yeah it's not as disruptive as you
0: know. yeah and like a lot of people are calling this out like commander masters and stuff like that like why why do they bill it in this way when a lot of the cards are like not maybe that good or obviously designed for like casual casual players or not not designed for serious competitive play i suppose is the way to say it and yeah i can I can sympathize with that argument a little bit, but at the same time, most of the cards are like very sweet if they're even if they're not necessarily on their face, oh, this is clearly competitive and a four of in whatever deck in modern or creates a new deck based around it like what were they supposed to do? They can't just lean further into how degenerate modern is and make every card cost one or two mana or zero mana and do something crazy. They have to try to diversify a little bit I think. Mm, maybe some more interesting answers answer cards i think would have been better like i know a lot of people were talking about um swords like swords to plowshares or something like that like as, a, as an upgrade to path um but
1: yeah i don't know i feel like that just would punish the, uh, the the decks that are trying to play a fair game more than it would punish the unfair decks so i don't know if that's a direction you want to go i'm kind of glad they didn't print swords yeah and yeah
0: yeah, I uh, I I do yeah I would agree with you there and I think they probably just didn't want to print anything that is just straight up obviously better than a card that already exists in modern because then it's kind of like well what's what's the point of this old card like literally everyone will just throw away their copies of this old card then and never use it again um unless they need more than 4 of the effect um so I I can sympathize with that there, there's also a lot of cards in here that are just not in any way modern playable like cards that cost a lot that are just never going to be, never going to be played. Yeah. And there also ended up being some strong tribal themes, a couple of strong tribal themes. So like one is like shapeshifter changeling style, um, which I, I guess there's just a lot of those and they, they fit into other tribal themes and there's like slivers, which is pretty cool. There's snow is another theme. Uh, it was, it's cool to get like snow basics and stuff back. We have full art snow basics. Um, yeah, overall, I like the set. I think it's cool, fun. There's a lot of cards in there. Not all of them are for me. Not all of them are at good enough power level of modern, but there still are quite a few that are good enough power level. Uh, oh, ninjas! That's another. <laughs> that's another tribe that's in here. I, I do like ninjas.
1: Yeah, like there's like most of that stuff. I'm like I would have just liked to these cards in standard. You know, obviously there's a few cards in there that are way too powerful, but a lot of the new designs. I think would be fine and standard and would have been fun to play with there and they just won't get to see play in modern like at all
2: yeah yeah um, the, the limited format looks pretty sweet uh,
1: yeah limited looks like it'll be fun but again they the packs are double the price of normal packs so how much are people really going to get to play it yeah true
0: that's that's unfortunate um yeah but about your point about cards being too good for standard i definitely agree with that i think there's a lot of cards in here that would be really really good in standard some of them probably would be too good, as you mentioned, but there, there's a lot of them that would be appropriately power level uh, or appropriate power level. And I think it is a shame that we won't see a lot of these in standard because or that we don't see them now in standard because uh, they are, they do look pretty cool and, and they would be interesting to play with. However, because it's like future sidey and there are so many mechanics in the set, I think there's over 30 mechanics or something more than that in the set. Um it does lend itself well to what exactly what happened with Future Sight, which is, oh, these are cards from Magic's future. We're pre-printing them rather than reprinting them, and they might show up in the future. So there are a lot of mechanics in here. So anytime one of those mechanics shows up again, like we have like Level Up, we have things like Delve and like Outlast, uh, Exploit, like really some mechanics that you're like, oh, didn't expect to see that. Uh unearthed flashback. So all, all these all these cards could potentially be printed in standard in the future, depending on, you know, is the is the format right for it? Is that mechanic being used? And does it like fit with the world or whatever? So I think it's uh think some someday these cards could see the light of standard.
2: Yeah, totally. Yeah, cool.
0: Uh so I think we we've each chosen a couple of cards to talk about. We want to do a a round table uh, Al, do you want to start?
2: Uh, yeah. So um, you know, what we're straight away is uh our the new planeswalker, two mana planeswalker. This is a Ren and six. It's a red green for a legendary planeswalker. Ren. It's a plus one is uh yeah it comes in the three loyalties. Plus one is return of to one target land card from your graveyard to your hand. The minus one of deals one damage to any target. And then a minus seven of you get emblem where uh instant sorcery cards in your graveyard have retrace. Um, so obviously it's like. Yeah, you know, on the face, this is a you know, a low power level card, um, but like it being two man, two, it being a, a now playable two mana man planeswalker, uh, it's pretty huge, and it's be, you know be, it be it, it's minus it does control the board to some extent. Uh, you can you well know, especially with, fetch, with 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 the likes of fetches or close quarters, you're going to get um you're going to get uh value from its plus most of the time. So you know, it was quite so it's you know, quite it's being quite difficult to answer if if you're on the draw and this comes down in and two against you, it's going to be quite hard to. You know, get a board and play against it. Uh, I think it's something that can very early have an impact of the game very early on and um, can wreck some havoc if gone unchecked.
1: Yeah, I think this card is amazing. I think it's going to see actually quite a lot of play.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, and then there's there's quite a, quite a few creatures that that do get pinged by its minus one. Um, so it's like, it's like if if you're if, if you're just thinking kind of what's happening on turn two, uh, if there's uh hills like no the likes to say Thalia or uh Dark Highland. Uh, a bunch of stuff in humans this, uh, this, this could this could have an impact
0: yeah I, I like it a lot um it's only the second two mana planeswalker ever right the first one was tybalt and he's not very good so this one being actually quite good offering card advantage offering potential removal spell or just like one damage well it could be three damage split up over over three turns if it's not being attacked um seems very very good the ultimate is not like amazing but it's still good good card advantage um or card selection I guess and yeah it's just it's kind of like a cheaper crucible of worlds in a way but I guess it's also color restrictive so yeah it se- seems quite good what what kind of decks would you see it in
2: yeah'm so not quite sure I guess um for the kind of the first thing you're kind of thinking of is kind of like a well your, like your mind first goes to kind of big bonza deck but then I think you want to have you know, some number some number of instant sorceries uh, to, you know, in your deck to take advantage of this um yeah so Maybe some kind of like a uh like like escape shift deck or teamer like there's a, like a team or escape shift deck. Um something to kind of yeah, give yourself some advantage uh, to take a little bit of control of the game very early on. Um and it's basically another way to gain a lot of advantage later on if you do manage to hold it. Uh, yeah, yes, so maybe some kind of escape shift deck.
0: Yeah, I could I could see it saying, seeing play in uh, jund as well. It is a pretty grindy card.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Depends on what flavour of jund is good at the time. Like sometimes there's like more aggro versions of jund, sometimes more controly, grindy version, so that, that could it could fit in there. Um I don't really see any new style of deck around it, but I mean like like you mentioned, Ponza, it does seem like it would just slot straight in there, fits with the colours that it already is. It does everything that deck, that deck wants to do. And the instance and sorceries, like your land destruction spells from the graveyard, maybe you play more of those. Um yeah. Seems seems like a good card. I don't know if it's it's not always going to be relevant, I think, but The fact that it can come down on two and just get you a fetch land back straight away or or ping something off the board, I think is definitely really good. Um, Kiran, do you have a card you want to mention?
1: Um, Yeah, I was just going to say the cycling lands in general, which kind of goes along with um, what Al was saying. I'm talking about the common cycling lands, not uh, not the horizon lands. But I think these are kind of among the highest level power in the set. So for anyone who doesn't know, they're lands that come into play tapped. They tap for a single mana of whatever color. There's, you know, it's a Wooburg cycle, and they all have cycling for one mana of that color. So Lonely Sandbar taps for blue, enters the battlefield, taps, and has cycling for a blue. So this card, these cards are just like excellent. I think um, not every deck wants to play them. It's very difficult to play. Comes into play, tap lands. Uh, or ETB tapped lands in modern, but if you have some way you, could, you can exploit them, like if you're playing Ren and Six to recur them and draw extra cards, or if you're playing Life from the Loam or something like that, this is, can just be a really, really powerful grindy engine. Like there's, you know, like lands in Legacy is partially based around uh dredging Life from the Loam and cycling your cycle lands, you know, to to dig through your deck really fast, and the same thing is possible in modern with this. So if if it's possible to play a deck that that's slow and grindy, this is like just provides a huge amount of inevitability, I think. Uh, and I think it's just going to be really powerful. And I think control decks as well, like blue control decks might be interested in just playing a single copy of, you know, Lonely Sandbar or something like that, to, just to have a cycling land in the late game. they find a spot to play a tapped mana or whatever. So I think it'd be good there.
0: Yeah, they're um yeah, alternative to the 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 Amonkhet cycle, which just with you know they're they're jewels, but they cost two mana to cycle. Uh, I think these are a better alternative than that because two mana is just so much more than one mana in modern. Um,
1: yeah, hundred percent.
0: Yeah, and like you say, enabling like dredge synergies and things like that seems really really good. Um. Yeah, I think the, these these uh, lands will have a pretty big effect in the format, I think. I think we'll, we'll start to see them being included in a lot of decks going forward. Um, the card that I would like to talk about is Archmage's Charm. So it's uh, blue, 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 instant, and choose one. Counter target spell, target player draws two cards, or gain control of target non-land permanent with converted mana cost one or less. So this is expensive for modern. Blue, blue, blue is a lot. But it does some really good stuff. So obviously counter target spell, it's not ideal, but it is a hard counter. Um draw two cards, always good. Instant speed divination. And then the gain control of an online permanent. I mean there's a lot of non land permanents that cost one or less in modern uh you have stuff like Death Shadow, you have new Giver of Runes, Big Champion of the Parish, uh Noble Hierarchs. What what other uh what other one mana creatures do we have to gain control of? Or one mana non-land permanence, actually.
1: Steal an aether vile. It's pretty good.
0: Could do, yeah. Switch your yep. move the game.
1: Spring leaf drum, if that tickles your fancy. <laughs> Perhaps, oh. yes. <laughs> I'm just trying to go for, uh, zero
2: mana um, challenge. or zero mana, zero mana um, non-land permanence. There's like Mox
1: Opal, right? That's about it.
2: Yeah. There's a, uh,
0: like, chalice of the void.
1: Yeah, oh. Yeah, gaining control of that doesn't do much, though.
0: That is true. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh hanger walker. No, yeah, like hang
2: walker. or walk yeah, or welcome to
1: Yeah. Or endless one. Doesn't really Yeah.
0: not really get it. You just get make them sack the whole thing. Um Yeah, I'm trying to think what else is there. There's obviously something else that's eluding us here.
2: Yeah. Are we doing a search? No. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um yeah, you yeah, many it's like um, Death uh, Shadow. It's pretty good. Yeah. Kills the death's shadow. Oh I, I, I yeah. Mention. death shadow. Yeah. Yeah, though that's that's all of them. You got them all. <laughs> all of them permanents. Uh, stuff like uh, your your chromatic stars of spheres, uh a, a tromperies out. Well that's not which really uh exhibition map.
0: Yeah, some of those things can be good to get.
2: If you uh, yeah. <laughs> and those random pieces of lantern, uh, get yourself out of lantern lock by taking something.
0: Relic of progenitus. That's all right. Oh yeah. Birds of Paradise. Yeah the but... Similar thing.
1: Most of the cheap artifacts they can sack in response, so it's not great. Yeah, Birds of Paradise is the thing. That is true.
0: Then yeah. you're also like, in a way, you're you're killing that artifact. So I mean, it's still doing something in that spot. And yeah, like the 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 fallback of draw two cards, instant speed, is always really nice to have. And obviously, it scales well into the late game because it can counter. So I think it's it's the type of card that you'll just like always see like one or two hanging out in in blue decks. Obviously, it's it's very. Intense on the mana cost, so you probably want to be playing like a two color deck, like uh control, like a blue eye control deck or something like that. Um, but I do think it is a a good add in those decks, and I will be pre ordering some copies. No, I won't, because I'm in Vietnam. But I will be buying them when I get back from Vietnam.
1: Nice, yeah. I think I could see play in like blue moon either. Any deck that can afford to play a ton of islands. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, Al. Do you want to mention another card?
1: Um, oh yes i do have uh where are we oh my god what did it, what did i do to
2: it, here? it was, uh, this yeah a, a woman, so here this is a woman sorcery which uh, is not a uh, permanent um scale up this is uh it turns something into a, a big big worm until the end of term until end of turn target creature you control becomes green worm with uh, base power and of six four uh, it also has overload for uh, green green which uh, is certainly relevant uh, for modern um, the fastest journey are but yeah, I guess people are just talking about this uh, going into infect. Um, you know, so if you, you turn an infect creature into six four, it so has it so has infect. Um, I suppose I've just been looking at some infect lists. I suppose the, when people when people mention this, the question always being, oh, well, what to take out infect because it's such a' Infect's such a tight uh, combo deck. Um, you know, it's it, it's quite fragile if you take some pieces out. Um so some like people are speculating maybe take out mind of Old but then I guess mind of all is... Quite important for getting your very very early kills. Um, it's comparable to become immense. Uh, become immense does make does you know, effectively turn yourself into a seven seven. Uh, it's also yeah you know, okay. Well, is instant, but um, I guess so. You know, it's you're you're going to you're going to cast it before you attack anyway. Um, so become immense is really a, a combat trick. Um, I guess like so for yeah. So I, I suppose looking here, if we're taking if if this ends up being very good and allows us to take out uh, become immense, um, Wait,
1: why would you take out Mats? You just play both, right?
2: You have to take something out for this, if you are going to play this. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I would just take out, like, whatever interaction you have, right?
2: Well, you don't really have much interaction with Blossom Defense. That's, yeah, that's quite yeah. important. Um, th-
1: yeah, some yeah stuff like that. Like, if you're playing this card, I think you just want to play a guy in turn 1 and kill them on turn 2, like, as fa- like as many times as possible.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um...
0: Yeah, this, this does enable turn 2 guilds, right?
1: Yep. This, yeah. Uh, yeah. and then, then turn 2 might have all Kroza. Is is ten in fact? Right, so you probably yeah. I mean, I think um, You
2: want to keep both yeah, of those? Yeah, I suppose like, are you are you not like you know, leave yourself very very fragile if you take out the and Defense or you take out uh, blossom events or distortion strike? You could... Yeah, but
1: like that's the point of the deck, isn't it? Mm. You just didn't have another trick that was as good as that before. Like like I'm looking at a list now. Well, there's actually a recent list at all, but you would take you could maybe take out a spell sky and yeah, like a, a blossom and defense or a distortion strike. Yeah, so it's just true, I guess yeah.
0: Yeah, you could also take out some spell pierces. I ha- I have a list here from uh, a modern invitational qualifier from the nineteenth of May. First place, this deck was, and yeah, it has like two spell pierce, two distortion strike. Maybe you could take out, maybe just the two spell pierce, and you just have two scale up.
1: Yeah, like I just think the raw power is just like is where you want to be. Like if you're, because this is a sorcery as well. So I think if you're playing this, you just want to you just want to lean into like killing them like as fast and consistently as possible. And then you just, you know, if they have removal, they have removal. You're just kind of playing that type of deck at that point. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, like, um, in fact, is pretty much the definition of a scanning deck, right? Yeah. So maybe you just lean into it.
2: Yeah. Like it, 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 you know, my, my kind of, discard uh, this, le- this card might lean to like a, a shifting strategy of just, yeah, for now on, your turn ones are just going to be, or your, your game ones are just going to be entirely, um, just do nothing else but but, but the combo. Yeah. Um, then we only bring in any kind of interaction post board
0: Sound, that honestly sounds strong to me.
1: Yeah. Then you board into a lot of tokens and then you overload the scale up in game two and kill them with normal damage. <laughs> oh, brilliant. We got it. What's,
0: what's your token? Um... Uh, uh,
1: Sapherd migration. <laughs> Sapherling <laughs> migration. I don't
0: know. Yes. <laughs> Could be um Monastery Mentor because like the deck already plays. Well, it has Noble Hierarch, so you can make white mana.
1: Sure. Four sources. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> good. Okay. You, can play, you can play at Temple Garden.
0: Yeah, that's true. You good. Yeah. Uh, what 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 deck do you or what card do you want to talk about next?
1: Well, oh, Kieran or me or Kieran. Me. Um, I like Ranger Captain of Eos. Okay. This is uh one white white for a creature human soldier. When Ranger Captain of Eos enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a creature card with converted mana cost one or less. Reveal it, put it into your hand, and show your library. And you can sacrifice Ranger Captain of Avios uh, for the effect: your opponents can't cast non-creature spells this turn. And it's a three-three, and it's a mythic rare. So it's like it's like Ranger Avios was a was was four mana, but you got two creatures. This is three mana, but you only get one creatures, one creature. But then this has the extra effect of silencing them for a turn uh, if you sacrifice it. So I think this could be interesting in like some kind of like four color like maybe Mardu Death Shadow deck or Esper Death Shadow, because obviously it finds Death Shadow with the uh converted mana cost one or less. Um and then if you're playing some kind of all in combo version of Death Shadow or you just want to kill them with like mutagenic growth and team or battle rage, you can sacrifice the Ranger Captain of EOS the turn you do that. Uh so they, they can't counter it or or remove your death shadow shadow or or anything like that. So uh, that that's kind of the first place I thought of it. And then it's also just like the second effect is just good versus a lot of decks, where you can just sacrifice it on your opponent's upkeep if you think they have a sweeper that turn against storm. obviously, you can you can keep the game going for an extra turn, stuff like that. Um, there's a lot of other applications, I mean, for the for for what you can tutor up with it. Um, on a different podcast, they were talking about a spirits deck, you know, where this gets uh, I think it was Jerry talking about it on the game podcast, but he was saying you can get your um Ugan's with this uh, in your spirits deck for your Celestial Kirin combo, you know, that type of thing. And you can also sacrifice this before you cast the Celestial Kirin uh, to, to blow up all their lands to make sure they can't counter it. It's kind of all, all in type thing, but that could be that could be cool too. And then like also in that deck, if you're playing Bant, it gets, you know, Noble Hierarch or whatever. So I think there's a lot of interesting places you can put this. Could also just go in death, death and taxes. Might go in humans as well. Obviously it is a human, but I think it might be a little bit low impact for that. Like uh, searching up a one drop after you're already on three mana. I'm not sure how much that does in the human deck. So, yeah, that that, that that interaction with spirits sounds pretty pretty sickening.
2: It <laughs> sounds great.
0: I don't know. I don't know if I'm on board with that spirits uh, spirits deck, but it could be powerful. But like, it's a three card three card interaction that like blows up your own lands as well, right? Obviously, you've got mana creatures, so but whatever. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm in for the for the celestial Kirin deck. I know that Jerry was high in it. Uh,
1: It's pretty sweet. I mean, I don't know. Have you ever been been Armageddoned or Armageddon someone in a game of Magic? It's pretty sickening.
0: Okay, yeah, I'll I'll, I will accept that. I will accept that. I'm gonna have to correct you on the on the podcast name, by the way. It's the Arena Deckless Podcast. Oh,
1: my my apologies, the Arena Deckless Podcast, where they exclusively talk about modern.
0: Yes. (laughs) Um,
1: Easy mistake to make.
0: Yeah, I think I think you did bring up all the all the points that I was gonna talk about with this card. Yeah, it's it's a human. Um. Yeah, I, I think there are decks that can use every part of the buffalo on this card, and that makes it good. Good enough. Yeah,
1: yeah. definitely. It just does a lot, right?
0: Yeah. Um. The final card that I wanted to talk about was Hogak, Arisen Necropolis, which I just think has one of the coolest lines of text that I've ever read on a card. So the first line of text is, you can't spend mana to cast this spell. Fantastic line of text. It's a, It's a legendary creature avatar. It's an 8-8 and it costs seven mana so it's five and then hybrid black green hybrid black green uh but it also has convoke and delve and you may cast it from your graveyard and has trample which is obviously also pretty good but yeah so basically you can't spend mana so you have to delve and convoke it i guess or you could just convoke it as well um because delve can't pay for colored mana right it can just pay for colorless Yep, correct but Convoke can pay for colored mana. So the, the the hotness with this card or the deck that people are talking about is bridge uh, Bridgevine. So it's a it's a deck that I really like and I was very interested in it while it was kind of on its on its rise there for a while. So it's with the it's with Dredgevine and Bridge from Below and like Stitcher Supplier and and Bloodgast and all those cards. And yeah, there's there there is or There are a number of avenues to casting this guy on turn two. Um, of course, you're very sad if it gets path to exile because you probably put quite a lot of uh of effort into casting it. But I don't know if path to exile is all that played even modern anymore. It's a, obviously it is still played, but um, I, I don't really see it being discussed or talked about. Like, the, the format is very fast nowadays. Um but yeah, this can't be fatal pushed, can't be bolted, obviously. Um, there's a lot of removal that it dodges, and it, it has trample, so it's it's going to end the game in short order. So you do things like Stitcher Supplier into another Stitcher Supplier, and that, that can be enough. Or you can do things like Stitcher Supplier into Carrion Feeder and another, any other black one-drop or green one-drop, whatever. Uh, and then even if you've milled it from the Stitcher Supplier, you can cast it because it's in the graveyard. And you can cast it from the graveyard. So I think this deck or this card does a lot in that particular deck. I don't know if it has a place in other decks. Maybe like some kind of zombie deck, possibly. Um, Flood the Board zombie deck, which would also... I
1: think you can maybe just play it in Dredge. Yeah. If you wanted to. That's true. Like, this Dredge would be able to play this comfortably on, like, turn three, turn four, but it's like, is that really better than what they're doing now? Like, the deck is already very consistent and and creates a board presence and does a lot of damage, so I'm not sure how much they really need that. Yeah. But it could definitely be an option.
0: Yeah. It has, like, anti-synergy with Dredge because of Delve.
1: Yeah, that's not so bad, though. There's a lot... You Dredge a lot of cards that you don't need.
0: True. Yeah, I think in the bridgevine deck this could be almost be a four of or maybe a three of but maybe in dredge it could be like spicy one of or like good occasionally not always in the deck one of the flex slot type things
1: yeah that's what i would imagine yeah
0: um yeah so okay that's uh that's all we're going to talk about for today i think because if we just kept going on these cards we'd probably never stop talking about them because there's lots of cool cards maybe maybe let's talk about one more let's talk about kaya's guile i like this card because I'm just looking at it right here. It's one white black for an instant. It says choose two. Uh, each opponent sacrifices a creature. Exile all cards from each opponent's graveyard. Create a one one white and black spirit creature token with flying, or you gain four life. And then it also has entwined three. So if you pay an extra three, you get all modes. So this is like a command, but it's a guile. I guess I couldn't call it Kaya's command because it's too close to Colligan's command.
1: I yell, I guess, yeah.
0: Do you guys think this card will see play? I, I like it a lot. It's the type of card that I like. It's not quite as powerful as Colligan's Command, I don't think, but still very flexible, obviously.
2: Yeah, but there's a lot of situations where you're really at value out of at least one of these modes.
0: Yeah, like the, the ability to play it and have, like it's it's the type of card that you can play in a main deck because it's so flexible, and then it has like things like exile cards from each opponent's graveyard, which in like the metagame at the moment I think is would be quite, good because of like the Phoenix decks and stuff like that um and then if you ever like get to six mana and you're able to cast it for all the modes that's quite good as well oh that's not actually that good for a six mana like all four of those modes unless they're all relevant in whatever game you're playing but I, I like the card a lot
1: yeah, I guess my problem is my problem is that like I don't see all the modes being relevant or even two of the modes being relevant against a lot of decks and for 3 mana I it just seems like a lot of the time you're not going to get your money's worth with this card. Like it's it feels like most of the time when you cast this it's always going to be a little bit underpowered is from looking at the modes.
0: Yeah, you could be right there. Like I'm trying trying to imagine it against a few different types of decks, like against blue white control. It's maybe not very, not very good against Phoenix. You can exile the graveyard, but then beyond that, maybe the like the other modes are not very good um, against Tron. Seems quite bad.
1: Yeah, it's really bad against Tron. Yeah, it's like. I don't know, and against a lot of graveyard decks too. Like even if you have this main deck against dredge, you might still just lose. Like yeah. you get rid of their graveyard once, but it's that, that that's not game ending, you know?
0: Yeah, you get rid- against
1: phoenix. Maybe it is if you do it on the right turn.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like against dredge, as you say, you get rid of their graveyard once, and because it's three mana, you it's very likely that you it's already too slow. Like a lot of these, da- a lot of days or a lot of times these days, uh, rest in peace on turn two. If you're on the draw, can be too slow. So, yeah, this is definitely too slow, but sometimes it could be relevant, but yes, I, I agree with you. It might be a little bit too clunky.
1: I want it to be good. It's a cool card. I really like the the flexibility. the design is is great. I really like the the entwine it's It's cool seeing these cards multicolor cards would entwine. that's I think that's a new thing for the set
0: oh really i didn't didn't know that.
1: yeah, I don't think there's ever been entwined cards that are multicolored before not sure. okay. And
0: do you think it would be too good at two mana?
1: Yeah. Probably, too. If it caused white-black, I don't know. That would be pushed, but that would be very interesting, I think.
0: I think it might be okay.
1: Yeah. That, that, maybe it was at some point. Maybe we'll get to see the file, and maybe they decided to to not go overboard with it at the last second. Yeah. I think a white-black, this card would be, yeah, absolutely excellent.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe someday. Probably not.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. So let's move on from Modern Horizons. Maybe we'll come back to it next week, choose a few more cards that we want to talk about. Um, for now... All I have, maybe you guys also have a tournament report, but I have a tournament report from the Arena Mythic Championship Qualifier Weekend. So I will uh, participate in this on Arena uh, last weekend, even though I was away on my holidays. It was uh, during like nighttime for me, so like starting at like 8 p.m. at night, and I was very worried because I was getting my flight from Hanoi to Da Nang at... What time was my flight supposed to be at? I think it was supposed to be at 5, 5, 5, p.m. here. And sign up for the tournament was from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. for me. So you have to you have to sign up for this tournament in an hour window. But then you had, like, another 10 hours or something like that to play all your games. Which was a very weird way to run the tournament for me. Um, I don't know if you guys were paying any attention to, like, their messaging around this tournament. But I found it very, like, annoying because they only really gave the full tournament details like two weeks out from the tournament. They only actually nailed down like the date, the start times, uh, like the tournament format, what what would be happening, like two weeks out. And it was just in a random tweet from the MTG Esports account. So if you didn't notice that, you were pretty screwed. Like they did send out a few reminder emails, but they were like quite close to the event. Um, so people who had plans probably just couldn't play. Very unfortunate.
1: Yeah, that sucks. They got to do a better job
0: with that. Yeah, so I'm hoping for the next one. Now that they've done this and it seems to have gone basically without a hitch, I think uh, the next one should be should be better better messaged. I hope. Um, but yeah, so my flight was delayed, so I was like, oh no, I'm gonna miss my sign up window for this uh, for this tournament. But I just made it, so I was in the we arrived just in time. I was in the taxi, opened my laptop up, laptop up, and. Uh, put my uh, Wi-Fi hotspot on and was able to sign up for the tournament and then get to my hotel with some good time to have a bit of a relaxed bit of food before I, uh, before I started playing my games. And I was really agonizing over, over what deck to play in this tournament. Um, I had been playing the Simic manipulation deck a lot in the week leading up to it. And I really liked that deck, but it was very, very poor against any of the aggro decks like mono red or, or white weenie. So I was very hesitant to play it. Um, If people were like super into Esper and Jeskai Walkers and things like that, I I would have been very, very confident to play Simic Manipulation. But I was basically was under the impression that a lot of people would be defaulting to mono red or like aggressive decks. So I decided to do the same and uh, I decided to go with mono red. And I pretty much took the list from Martin Yuza, who had been holding number one Mythic for a while with it um i'll put the the link to that in the show notes as well um i made a couple of changes because i wanted more chandras in the main deck so i went down a couple of experiment or i went i think i just changed the the number of frenzies and and chandras so i flipped it from three frenzy to three frenzy to chandra to the other way around and uh yeah i think i was i was happy enough with that change the change was okay but I did not make day two, sadly. So the the tournament structure was that you joined the event and you had to play until eight wins. So kind of like any of the other events on Arena, you could play up to the maximum number of wins, or if you get two losses, you're out. So I got two losses uh, after four rounds, uh, and then I was out. But um, I did record some notes for the matchups. So uh, round one, I was versus Red and i won game one i mulled to five on the play so i started off feeling really bad but then i ended up winning that game uh, and then in game two my opponent mulled to six and i just won there off the off the back of having more cards uh, in round two i played against grixis i was on the play and my opponent mulled to six again and i won game one in game two uh what happened here let me read my messy notes so in game two, my opponent shocked himself turn one to play duress versus my all creature hand and then also shocked themselves turn two. So I was able to win off that. Uh, they
1: didn't duress you again, did they? Say that again? They didn't duress you turn two as well.
0: No, I think they I think they thought erasured me or maybe removal spelled, but like something that was effective anyway, but just the four free damage and then the one wasted card was enough to, was enough to put it in my favor. Uh... In round three, I played versus Blue Red Phoenix. So Blue Red Phoenix is, like, tough-ish matchup for, for Mono Red. It's, it's kind of even, because they do have the, the cheap removal. And, like, if they get, like, a Sahili on board, then you're pretty screwed. And also, they can turn the game around really, really fast, especially with Saheeli. Um So, yeah, I won game one. I was on the play because my opponent mulled six, so we're seeing a bit of a theme here. Uh, I lost game two, uh, and... I punted a bit because I was playing really fast and I like forgot to play a, a lava runner with a spare mana that I had left open. So that kind of, I don't, I don't, it didn't matter. It didn't like, it wouldn't have made a difference to the game, but I was kind of tilting because I did that. And, uh, in game three, I mulled to six, the opponent had seven and they were able to uh, spell pierce my light up the stage. So I, I never got another, I never got a second land. Um, so I lost that one. That was my first loss. And then in round four, I played against the mirror again, mono red. Uh game one, I was on the draw. I had a big board. My opponent my opponent had frenzy and they just, you know, had the god draws off frenzy and were able to come back using it. Um and the opponent also had main deck Legion War boss, so that that's why they were able to win so fast off the frenzy. And then game two, I mulled to six, and again I had another annoying misplay here with uh, some Chain Whirlers. So I I had the opportunity to play two Chain Whirlers in a turn to kill two of their creatures, but instead I like played one Chain Whirler and then a removal spell on one of the creatures and I, I was just tilting at that point. But yeah, and then I lost the game and I was very annoyed. But yeah, two two Mono Red, two Mirror Matches in four rounds, and I believe that there were a lot of Mono Red players in the event. So I think it was a, a popular choice for the weekend. I don't think it was a bad choice either. Um, I think it was okay if I didn't misplay and got a bit luckier, then I could have been okay. Um but I think the real the real good choice for the for the weekend would have been the Goggari land destruction deck or a uh, Gruel deck. I think those would have been the actual best choices because they match up very well against Mono red while still also being quite like proactive and they can take games from the slower decks.
1: Yeah, I think it would have been yeah, a good I choice. I d I don't know if the Mono Red matchup is that good though. Like you're basically just reliant on Wild Grout Walker and everything to do the job and then kill kill them with a carnage tyrant or something. It has to has to go pretty much one way for you to win against Mono Red, I feel like.
0: This is in the Yeah, I guess in the Land Destruction deck. Yeah,
1: with the land destruction deck, which we've all been playing for some reason, even though it's terrible.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you, you know, you yeah, you have the Wild Grout Walkers, basically, is <laughs> is the advantage there. Like if, if generally if you get one activation off your Wildground Walker, you're gonna win at least game one. And then you also have a bit of removal to back stuff up, and you do have cards that can remove frenzy, like Assassin's Trophy and like maybe casualties of war or Ugin. So and obviously you can win pretty fast on the on the backswing, like if you have a Nissa or something like that. So I think you can be favored against Monored, but there are certain builds that are not favoured, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I I just haven't found it great, but I think, but it, yeah, I totally agree that it would have been a great choice for for the tournament, though, as we can see by it, it making the top eight and everything.
0: Yeah, so yeah. the the day two, the day two conversion, I think it was all all players who got seven two or better in the original event, maybe even seven one. I didn't actually, no, it went down to six two on tiebreakers as far-
1: yeah it was it went down on breakers yeah
0: yeah and that was another thing that they didn't announce that uh your highest mythic ranking was being used as tiebreaker so a lot of people didn't know that and were quite annoyed that and they were like oh i would have tried for a higher rank if if i had known which honestly i mm, i don't 100 percent buy that argument because at some point if you're a high enough rank that you're you can guarantee your top 1000 at the end of the month you're going to be like okay i'm going to stop playing i don't care if i'm 500 or 700 or 300 or number one i'm glad that i locked my my spot i wouldn't i'm not gonna play anymore for fear of losing so i don't know if that's a legitimate complaint or what
1: yeah i I don't think anybody would have kept playing like if they were like yeah no i don't buy that either
0: for like for breakers when you don't even know (laughs) you don't even know what the record is to get in like i was gonna i was convinced that you would have to be at least eight and one to get in today too but I was. I
1: would have personally. I would have brushed up on my, on my magic trivia for tiebreakers because that's the way it's going these days, apparently.
0: Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Red Bull tournaments, magic trivia, and um, before people correct us about that, we we know that this has been changed. But yeah, magic trivia. Yeah, but
1: still, now we know there's a precedent now. So for the future, we all have to make sure we're up on it on the lore. Yeah.
2: Well, wait, wait, it, I know this is a joke, but well, what, what is there background to this? Or is there?
1: Yeah, originally the Red, the Red or Bull, face it, tournament rules had announced that if there was a draw game, it would be it would be reconciled by a, a magic trivia question and whichever player got the answer right first would win the round. But they've since removed that. What? Yeah. Jeez, was, was it supposed to be a joke or really? No, it was really in the rules.
0: Well, they've said that, uh, they said on Twitter that it was an old version of the FAQ, but I don't buy that at all. I, I think that they actually put that in there and then they didn't realize that Magic players would not take kindly to that. And they're like, oh, I mean,
1: it's just so ridiculous. Though. But I mean, there are serious organizations that, that do tournaments for all sorts of games. So I don't know how that, how that got in there. Maybe it was a joke, a placeholder or something. Yeah, may- left in by yeah. Accident.
2: maybe. Maybe. This is why we use Laura, Laura Ipsum.
0: <laughs> True. Um, so are you guys going to be participating in the next one of these? Hope so.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm going I'm to try. Uh, I'm going to try harder than I tried before because I didn't try hard enough, apparently. <laughs>
0: Definitely.
1: yeah i've had a bit more time I, I managed to get mythic at the at the end of the month and that putting you into platinum straight away removes a lot of kind of crappy grinding for this month so i've already made it back into diamond now so i'm gonna i'm gonna definitely spend a couple more hours per week trying to uh trying to get mythic earlier in the month and see how i can do nice nice
0: yeah earlier in the month is better because you you get placed in at a higher a higher number so you, you need to do less matches to maintain it so i think yeah the- putting in a bit of effort at the start of the month is better. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think that's all we have for this week, right? Unless you guys have a tournament you want to talk about.
1: No, I'm good. And I got to go and play this uh, modern online MQ. So,
0: Oh, okay. Good luck. Hello. All right. So if you want to contact us, you can email us at gmail.com You can email us, email us with corrections for the show or whatever you want. You can tweet at us. You can say whatever you want in the tweet. I think tweets are, tweets are fun when they're angry. Uh, we're at skullcrack on twitter that's C R A I C. uh we have a twitch channel now twitch.tv forward slash skullcrack
2: um i had set this up during the episode uh so it looks like it's a thing I, if i just type in so it's like I, I literally just set it up um so skullcrack was not taken um if i type in twitch.tv slash skullcrack what do i get does this will this work um i think yes it does great Oh, we have two followers, zero videos, zero clips, zero, So zero followers, two following. Okay. Uh, so, so forth. So uh, follow us on, on twitch.tv slash Skullcrack. Uh, hopefully we might stream a little bit. Um, well, I guess we have to now. Um, I, I have uh, medium.com open in front of me with an article of how to stream on Twitch. Okay. So um, we'll see how, we'll see how complicated this is and uh, I'll try and get something up and run
0: all right <laughs> you're you're on the hook now for it well you do have your nice your nice headset so i think uh that's
2: excuse enough to yeah to start streaming. exactly yeah i i looked apart i looked apart ah oh, i got to keep my room cleaner than usual <laughs> bollocks <laughs> we're gonna have an insight into my life um, okay i'm getting excited now Ooh, i got to pick a playlist all right this is just gonna be good um i'm gonna stream irregularly but uh it will happen
0: no we need to come up with a, a schedule we need to sit down and think
2: okay yeah, we need them. Um, so we have what ten days before I can um to fill out this re- uh, Magic Green Online qualifier um application for the Red Bull tournament. Yeah. So uh, I can put in a a Twitch channel URL. Um. I'll wait a little bit before I put in the number of followers. Okay. Uh, let's try. Let's try get more than zero.
0: I think. I think actually, if you wanted to do this, I think people would actually be interested if you were like, I want to get to ten thousand followers purely to enter this tournament. I think that would actually work like if you put that into oh, really? oh. Your, your Twitch stream and start like tweeting it and stuff like that I think people would actually be into that
2: yeah <laughs> it, could, it could go either way yeah I think it's very much gaming system alright I'll try I'll, I think that's more honest than uh, me lying about being mythic on this um, so I'll try go for that true
1: alright see you later guys
0: alright bye bye
2: wolf uh we have modern horizons this is a new set New set comes new spoilers uh, with new spoilers come new card text cards with text on them <laughs> um are you ready for another delve into the mind of the rose wata stone oh lovely yes these are my favorite and i like these ones you like so this is, uh rose Vata stone is a twitter account that um takes uh, text for magic cards puts it through uh, multiple languages on google translate and then a uh, back into English where it's very very it's basically just Jarbled versions of the uh of of the card. Um so uh we play a game where I read out the Jarbled version of the card and uh David tries to guess what the card is because oh, I have loads here but I won't want to do all of them. Um I I to start off this is a card you like. I, I know you like this card. This is um the bottle is very angry. The card type is bananas. Choose one shape. Players say Sacramento do good things play with birds.
0: What the hell? Uh, card type is bananas. Yep. Okay.
2: That's not helpful. Don't focus on that part. Okay. What's the name again? Uh, the bottle is very angry.
0: Bottle is very angry. Okay. Um, and what's the text again?
2: Yeah. So it's, uh, choose one shape and it's three bullet points. Okay. Uh, players, players say Sacramento, do good things or play with birds.
0: Do good things
2: or play with birds. This is a gold card.
0: Right. Yeah. So it's, it's a charm.
2: Uh no no, <laughs> but it, it's a no it's a modal spell it's a modal spell it's a modal spell
0: okay and the first one is like sacrifice
2: yeah yeah hmm
0: I'm really blanking on what card this could be um this oh, it's a set
2: it's a water spark
0: Water spark uh, uh, uh rampage
2: yep that is correct uh, the bottle is very angry the bottle is okay um this is a, this is a okay this card is called a strong leader is a leader card type. People are tired. <laughs> if you do magic magic, you have to make a human accident.
0: That's it. That's all it is.
2: Yep. Yep. Oh, it's a, yeah, it, it's a, it's a creature. Huh. So it's like, yeah, more to it.
0: Oh, uh, is a monastery mentor?
2: No, It's a, aero precinct one. Ah, oh, sorry.
0: Okay. Well, I was close.
2: Yeah. I was close. Okay. This one is quite relevant to, to me right now. Um, magic addiction. Try it. Try it is the card type. Okay. Uh, this manager has to pay two dollars for free donations.
0: This manager has to pay two dollars for free donations. Is this like a taxing card?
2: Kind of, yeah, yeah. It's could they call it, Yeah, it's not strictly a taxing card, but um, hmm. it's an instant. I'll say that.
0: Okay, is it Spell Pierce?
2: Yep, yeah, Spell Pierce. Yes, that's kind of a, kind of tax. Okay, this is um, Fool Controller. Uh, the card type is the treasure was created. Okay, take all these cute. Take all the take all these cute little two fashion planners away from the player, enter the pyramid, or is damaged. What? <laughs> Say that again. All right. Take all these cute little two fashion planners away when the player enters the pyramid or is damaged.
0: I have no idea. Fashion. This the oh, okay. Yeah, no,
2: visible yeah The so Vashons like a proper name. Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> this is one of my favorites. Uh... Will this be the last one? Um, there was two two more, including this game. Okay? okay, Nicholas. so the the the, the card text is. So the card name is uh, Nicholas Nicholas Arizona. So Nicholas, comma Nicholas Arizona. <laughs> the card type: is, Nice pick. Okay, you can't use your money to save money. Um, as two keywords: okay and yes. Uh, there's just a round of text for the keywords, but I won't uh, read them out. Uh, you're crazy from your cemetery. Arizona anti popes what the last line of text is. That's it. <laughs> that certainly is it. So hold on. The two
0: the two keywords are okay and yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What? Um. If I uh, there, there's minor minor text. So be upside okay and yes. There's a minor text. Uh, the minor text is all characters in the game share the color for one or one. Your two companies can get a credit card for one.
0: The name of God. I have no idea.
2: It's a Hogarth. is uh, a necropolis.
0: Ah. Oh. God damn it! My favorite, my favorite yeah. card. How did uh, how did convoke and delve become okay? And yes,
2: yeah, I don't know actually. And a trample becomes that's it. I don't know how that, how that works. <laughs> um, okay, uh, the last one is ancient history of Corona. Yeah. Uh, the card type is hurry up. Uh, the consequences of disasters mean change of plus two plus two lost fees. when the when adding when adding magic to your important step. You change to plus four plus four instead of animals.
0: Is it might of all closer? Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
2: That's possibly too obvious, but uh, uh favorite text is plus two plus two and plus four plus one. Yeah. Your most important step. Everyone knows your, your main phase is the most important step. Um. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, favorite text is sometimes drinking alcohol is even more important. <laughs> That's so true. I actually, don't know the what, what what original um text of this was closer. Sometimes drinking alcohol is more important. This is the original printing, uh, if it opens. Sometimes even humble forest creatures were gifted with the mighty emanations from the past. Um, yeah, so that transi- translates into a drinking alcohol is more important. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think I've ever heard a better translation. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> All right, I love these. More of these. <laughs> okay, I feel bad because it's, it's a less effort required Um yeah, I mean, that's... Usually, if I haven't thought of something, this we be the students, which is fine, I guess.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's a good one. All right. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye.